welcome back. Oh my goodness. Okay, welcome I'm back. I'm I'm going to throw it right out there. Welcome back. But I'm nervous about today. I know. I know y'all. Welcome back. To What's the word? Uh, <sighs> a podcast. It's hard to believe like how long ago we conceived of this idea. And in a lot of ways like we were talking about it for a long time. I, I know it was bouncing around in my head even before I shared it with you for easily years. I mean, I'm wow. not kidding you. Just the idea of having a podcast to ask questions like… And then everybody is, else said no and that's why you asked me? No, no, no. I think <laughs> I think Satan worked on me like like in my head. Like, no, it's not possible. Resources, right? Yeah. Can, I really have, can we have the conversation to build, build it here at Trinity? No, you were the first one. I was like, oh, oh I got to do this with Dallas. No. Because the whole thing is about what does the word actually say about really important topics that the world is already talking about. And that's no truer than our topic for today, which is what does the word say about sexual sins? And yeah, you can hear the hesitation. Yeah. You can hear the tone. Yeah. And in many ways, we were talking folks before we even began today saying, listen, this is what we always thought the podcast would be. It is. I mean, that, and that is weighty to walk into this knowing, I mean, this, I've, I've got butterflies that are really much mm-hmm. bigger than when we did our episode a couple, a couple episodes ago on sex. Sure. So, yeah. And I'm, so much more so. It is so much more so just, I mean, in being in a confined space with my pastor and talking about <laughs> talking about sex and marriage and but it dating. Was and, funny, like talking to my mom after that episode. Like, oh no. I was saying like, yeah, Dallas was nervous sitting across from her pastor talking about sex. She goes, yeah, it's interesting listening to my son talk about it. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I can but here imagine. here we are too, this topic, right? This topic is so, big. Yeah, it's huge. And in in a lot of ways, I mean, we really do mean this. This is what we thought we would be talking about on the What's the Word podcast. Because for me, at least walking around in this world, especially being a pastor, being a pastor of young people, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I mean, being relatively young, you know, like walking through the world that we live in, the world is talking about sex. The world is saying a whole lot of different things about sex. And it's leading people off the path of what God designed for it. And so... uh, This is a good conversation for us. And I want to start us even before we hit our verse that really gets us going. Uh, Friends, when we have the conversation about sin, we're also always going to have the conversation about grace. We're always going to have the conversation about forgiveness because that's what's possible with Jesus Christ. He has taken, he's already done everything to take away everything that could ever separate us from him. In Dallas, at least for me, in my experiences, and walking alongside a youth in particular, but also older folks as well, uh, people that aren't youth. Uh, That's what I mean by that. (laughs) Like, this is the topic that never gets talked about. Right. Did we, did we say what it is? Yes. Okay. And I mean, it just, it is, uh, it, it carries so much darkness with it. Yes. um, That why do you want to talk, you, you know, you can't talk about that in a, in a public setting. Like this is, this is super private. This yeah. is super private. You don't, honestly, a lot of times you don't even want to talk to God about it. I, I, I often tell this in, in spiritual counseling that I'll do for young people. Like when they bring up a topic that's in like the top five, I have like a top five of things that people usually aren't willing to confess or to share mm-hmm. about, right? Mm-hmm. Drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I think, I think, I don't remember the order I have these things in, but number five, lust in general, yeah. right? Fair. Uh, also, we didn't qualify yet. You could tell by the topic. You've probably already hit the pause button, but if you haven't, little ears listening, that kind of a thing, whenever you pop it up, you're going to see sexual sin. So you're going to know, oh, maybe we don't need to play this around little ears and things like that. But yeah, so drugs and alcohol, lust, um, pornography, yeah, right? Uh, sexual encounters. Okay. Right? Especially unwanted sexual encounters. Mm-hmm. And then my top one is usually the, the same-sex attraction conversation because people don't, the way that our, conver- the church typically has the conversation about that. They don't ever want to talk about even wrestling with the same-sex right. attraction and things like that. Right. So so this is so important for us, but, I, but as we like to do, there's certain words that ground us, especially for an episode like this uh, and what we're doing Okay, Psalm 19 verse 14 says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And especially for this podcast, what's the word about sexual sins? Friends, that's what we're going to do. You heard us a little bit in our last episode. Like we're not going to really go outside of the word of God. Necessarily, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about experiences, sure, like like just in with people and conversations right. that we've had on this, certainly. Like, but not in specifics at all, in incredible generalities just to speak to what the passages of scripture we're going to look at actually say. And, and there are some topics that are going to start us off 
just the in general conversations that we've already had on this podcast before. Yeah. But for those that are just tuning in for this, just so you know where we're going, that's kind of what it is. And, and the first thing we have to deal with is sin. Like, what do we mean by sins? Because I think that's a word, especially for people not in the church, uh, people not grounded in the word. That's one of the first words that will turn people off of a conversation. Right. Because there's so much judgment that's brought in. So what do we even mean when we use the word sin? We talk about pop quizzes. I'm not <laughs> interested in a pop quiz. <laughs> so sin is is anything really that separates us from God. And and we um, we have a tendency, we as as humans, um, to kind of qualify sin in a hierarchy. Good. And uh, but sin is sin. Like there's no level of of sin when it comes to this separation that we have from God. And um, I just I want to I want to emphasize that because Good. we put the the a burden or a, a heavier burden on this particular activity or this yes. particular activity. But when God sees it, he just sees it as not good. Like it, none of it's good. I just had a conversation this morning with Uma. Okay, so, <laughs> so it's, it's good. Like Uma knows. Oh, we're going to throw him under the bus. Well, no, it's not under the bus. He's a vicar, right? So he's starting right. to be a pastor. And he asked me a question and I said, well, this is like theology 101, dude. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, this is Cormundo Corindeo. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, okay, no, we have to slow down and talk about this uh, because it's the topic of sin. And and my definition that I've loved to appreciate about sin is anything that diverts from God's will. Oh, I like that better. diverts from God's design. Yeah, okay? I like that. I often explain uh, like the commandments or mm-hmm. any any law, even the commandments, the law, the Torah, you, we, we love our Hebrew. Oh, I love it. Torah, instructions. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I love the illustration of saying, it's like God has put this road in front of us. Okay. And when we stay on the road, that's when we're honoring God's design, his, his, the way that he would have us walk and live mm-hmm. and move and have our being. And when we step off of that road, when we, we step off of the, the thing he designed us to walk, it hurts yeah, uh, and it breaks yep. and that's sin. Okay. Yep. Well, going to, to, to your point about, you know, in the eyes of God, uh, every, every, every sin separates us. That's what we call Quorum Deo, two two Latin words. Quorum being a word that means uh, before, and Deo uh, the the Latin God. So before God, because because this is how the conversation happened with with Uma. Like we were talking about the well, is this sin worse than the other? Right. So Dallas had just shared with us like there's no hierarchy of sins; they're all bad. Uh, and it, and it's the classic question for the youth pastor: Is all sin equal? Right. Right. And the the correct biblical answer is yes and And no. no. Right. Because before God, yes, God is perfect. God is holy other. He is distinct. And so because of that, he could have no part in sin. If he actually is just and he Mm -hmm. actually is love and perfect, Mm -hmm. he can't have anything to do with sin. Right. So all sin is equal. The the lie is equal to the murder, Mm -hmm. which is so scandalous to say that. It is, but it, we still, okay, so God is not bound by time, space, and, and limitations and boundaries, okay? We are, and we still have, there's going to be consequences for our actions. That's where the hierarchy comes in, is that because we have to live confined in, in this particular time and space. Good. And, and so that's where, you know, and there's going to be a consequence for all of our actions, good and bad. There's a consequence that follows. There's a natural consequence that follows all of our actions. Good. And um, and especially being where we are right now today, my sin is going to have a consequence. Yes. If I tell you a lie, um, you're probably not going to put me in jail. Right. If that escalates to <laughs> loss of life, I'm going to jail. Yeah. If you murder someone. If you right? murder somebody. And this I mean, is that, that second piece. So so before God, all sin is equal. Right. Yeah. You you're you deserve judgment for the lie you deserve. To right. serve judgment for the murder, but I, I like to use the, the the illustration of a ripple, okay, like a rock being thrown into the water. Yep, and lie, especially a little white lie, little ripple, murder, significant ripple, and this is that quorum mundo. Mundo is the Latin word for world before the world before each other. So if I lie to Dallas, uh, then that's one thing. But if I murder Dallas, that's another thing, right? Like a whole different thing that has its consequences, sad. that has a lot of the ripple effects. And so sin is not equal in that playing field. This is all important for us as we talk about sexual sin because we do this, Dallas. Yeah. We try and make one less than the other. Now, now as we look at what God's word says, you're going to see 
like particularly Paul is not going to shy away from the ripple effects of sexual sin. Yeah. Right? Not going to shy away from it at all. But we have to ask ourselves as we start off, uh, is the goal to be sinless? Right? As we do this, like, and that was rhetorical. That wasn't a pop quiz. Right? Because as we do this, that's sometimes what people think, especially on this topic. Right. I can't go to church, Dallas. I can't, I can't go, to, go church. to church. I'm not, I've got this. I've got this past. Nobody knows about it. I can't talk about it because I get so much shame. So much guilt's carrying with mm-hmm. me. So I can't even talk about these things because I got to get sinless. And it, even when it goes to navigating your life, like this is what happens when you work with youth. You get to learn the inner workings of everyone's brains and or where they've been at some point because it's like, well, uh, is this a sin? Is this a sin? Is this a sin? Is this a sin? If the goal is to be sinless, we're all screwed. Oh, Hundred percent. Right, because we can't be sinless can't until be, Jesus comes back. Can't be sinless, and and the the promise that He has given to us in faith uh, will be made sight, and we will live in a sinless world. And only then will we know what that's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, until then, we have this sinful nature. We're going to mess up. We're going to sin. The goal is not so much to be sinless as it is to just uh, going back to that path to honor God's to try and do our best to stay on that path only with the help of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and the working of God to be able to do that. Okay, so that that gets us into this conversation about sexual sins, and, and probably <laughs> I don't know why, but Galatians six is the place I go when I just want to start the topic because Galatians six is where you get the fruit of the spirit, which makes a great Sunday school song, but you also get the fruit of the flesh, which would right. not make a great would not children's be good. Sunday school Mm-mm. song. Mm-mm. Uh, so just even start us off there, Galatians. Uh, uh, oh, I said five. I go to Galatians five. Galatians yeah. six is. Uh, armor of God, right? Right. Galatians 5 is where the fruit is of the, the Spirit fruit is. the fruit of the Spirit, yeah. And so you have the fruit of the flesh there in Galatians 5. And just read for us that first verse of the description about uh, the fruit of the flesh. The fruit of the flesh. Uh, what do you want me to, in 18? Uh, I, 18, 19, whatever you want, yeah. Okay. Um, Galatians five nineteen. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish (laughs) ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Oh, live like this. That's such an interesting uh, translation. I have, uh, as I warned before, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I've always loved that interpretation of practice such things mm-hmm. because that can feel like, oh, I'm in trouble. Because uh, let's even just take an, uh, an easy easy one, uh, 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 for lack of a better word, an innocent one, uh, envy. Envy. That's what I was looking at too. Yeah. Yeah. Like if that means I'm out, then I'm in trouble. But again, the, the goal is not sinlessness. The goal is honoring God's design. Right. Right. So so not, not in order for God to love you, but because Mm-mm. he loves you. Right. When it comes to the whole kingdom of God, eternal life thing, friends, that's all a conversation about what God does. It's not a conversation not a about com- what mm-hmm. you do. No, that is something that I, I uh, an easy cop-out would be that the cross forgives everything. Okay, so the cross forgives everything sure. and there's not there's there's not a sin that the cross didn't cover. And that's true. It is true. That's true. 100% true. I'm, I'm not saying that's not true. Um, the cop-out comes when I can live however I want to because Jesus is gonna forgive me no matter what. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is twisting and and making uh, something that is very beautiful and very sacred, that's twisting it and making it something less than. Yeah. And so while it is it is 100% true that, that Jesus loves us exactly as we are, he also loves us too much to leave us in the condition that he yes. found us in. Yes. And so this list, you know, if you live like this, if you practice these things, um, you still fall under the shadow of the cross. Yeah. Paul is telling us, you don't, this is not the, the designated path for you. Yeah. This is not God ordained. This is not God designed. Yeah, and I'm trying to even think of an illustration because I think sometimes I love the way that you said that. And I, as I'm going, I'm going, okay, for a first time here, do we, do we hear the fullness of what we're doing when we do that? When we say, well, I'm going to do whatever I want because God forgives me because Jesus died for me. Like, it's almost as if like someone pushes you out of the way of a car and gets run over by it. And then you say, oh, that'll happen for me every time. And so you're like willingly let someone get 
brutally run over by a car just so you can do whatever you want So you to, can do whatever you right? want. Right, because you don't have to. It's not a requirement. It's not a need. It's not God-honoring, right? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of a thing. So yeah, I really appreciate that. Now, this 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 very first verse, this start, I just love, okay, let's backtrack a second. Take a breath. Paul mm-hmm. yep. loves the conversation about sexual sins. Yes, he does. He does not shy away from it. No. Whatsoever. I will acknowledge, I'm, I just finished up a wonderful book um, that Pastor Chris Singer had, had recommended to me probably years ago, three years ago, but it was one of those, I'm already reading this, I'm already reading this, I'm finally getting to it. Uh, and, and it was a, it's a it's a book that talks about the different spaces that we uh, live in as Christians, like okay. discipleship spaces. Okay. And uh, talks about the public space. So you think about a church worship service, right? And there's things that you can get away with in the public space, or are things that that are expected of the public space. Uh, that that that. Oh, I'm going to reverse that. Let's go to like a small group space. Okay. So, so even a transparent space, a good friendship space, yep. right? Dallas and I off the podcast could probably have some pretty deep conversations yes. about topics that I would never stand in the pulpit and talk about. 100%. Yep. This is Different one. context, different spaces. Right. For whatever reason, back in the day in the public space, we could really talk about this stuff. But now think about the complexity of the world that we walk in. Yep. You get up into that pulpit and you start talking sex you start talking uh, uh, pornography. You start talking about uh, what is abortion. actually Im- You start immoral. talking about different things. Mm-hmm. You start to just just even controversial topics, politics. Mm-hmm. If you even sneak, oh, oh, the most controversial topic you could ever talk about in a pulpit, Dallas, money, money, right? Yeah, you can't really get away with that in a pulpit ever. People aren't usually receptive to it, but in a smaller context, it can. Paul, for whatever reason, in the time of the New Testament, y'all, sex is a public context conversation. It was everywhere. Yeah. I mean, Paul saw so much of, of, of his world. I mean, just so much of, of the world. And he was exposed to so many different cultures and different peoples and whatnot that he was just smacked in the face with this entire list. Like he did not think this list up on his own. He witnessed it with his own eyes, all of it. And, and that was something. And he was like, okay, well, if I'm supposed to share the gospel, I got to tell people, what I'm, what the exact opposite of of what I'm what I'm teaching is. Mm-hmm. I, last episode, I talked about how I sometimes laugh when I read the Bible. Yeah, as in kind of appreciate. Now again, we we just have words on the page in the same way that I can't communicate tone when I'm texting someone or something like that or an yep. email. Like then there's great little spoofs about that. I just love Paul's language here. Uh, and this is my tone. This is Lee Ho's tone. This is right. not the Apostle Paul's tone. But this is how I read this one from Paul's perspective. Well, now the works of the flesh are obvious. Uh, mm-hmm. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, anything similar. I'm warning you about these things, right? <laughs> so it's, it's almost like it's all understood. Paul's saying, I don't have a secret for you. None of this stuff I'm saying is surprising to you. No, you, you're bombarded with it every day. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have uh, in, in our world today, so we have social media that is just smacking us in the face with all of these things. We've got billboards on the highway that, commercials. you know, commercials, it's all, it's everywhere. Dallas, I had a Spotify commercial. I'm still new to the Spotify world. I'm trying friends, but like it was a KFC commercial that made me 30, at that time, 34, now I'm 34, 34-year-old man, Highly uncomfortable listening to because of how sexual a fried chicken commercial was. That's insane. Because they're making all sorts of jokes that I'm like, you can't do that. What if a kid goes and says that? Because I'm I'm usually the one that gets to hear about those friends. Like if a kid comes in kindergarten or some other young grade and just heard something and repeated it and then someone else heard it and then passed away, you talk to this kid about why that's not appropriate, right? Like that's how sexual our world is. And again, this is why we're having these conversations yep. because the world is already having all of these conversations. Now, like, so verse 19, where I just was, he kind of casually saying, look, y'all all know this. And again, this is not a secret for anybody listening to this. Mm-mm. Sometimes I, I hear people are surprised when you address like the commonplace of, I'm not kidding you. I, I, I don't know how, uh, but again, I grew up in the world where we had the internet um, and we eventually got the cell phone. I can tell you for sure the next generation knows all about this stuff, yeah. right? By the time they cross into seventh grade, they've heard mm-hmm. stuff about this for mm-hmm. sure. But but this word or this phrase here in the English, sexual immorality, yeah. the Greek word for this is 
pornea. Yep. Okay, which sounds like that word that always makes everybody uncomfortable. Right. Right? Sounds like pornography or porn. Pornea is the Greek word. That's where that all comes from. But so, so whenever you see, because sometimes I'll see Dallas, the TikToks, the YouTube videos that are trying to make God's word what they want it to, they're going to try and make that word into something else. When it says immorality, they're not really talking about, no, no, no. No, they are. It is always a sexual immorality. It's mm-hmm. not just immorality in general. No. And, and, and when we use that word immorality, again, go to the root of the word moral, good. Mm-hmm. Okay. A uh, and I guess the way connected back to our sin conversation we would say sexual immorality is sex that does not follow God's design for it. Right. Fair? Fair. Yeah. And we have a couple episodes ago, if you haven't listened to it, we, we to start the month off, love and sex, talking mm-hmm. about what God's design for sex is. Uh, and, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a gift. Uh, and it's specifically designed for marriage. And we see in Genesis 2, the creation of marriage with Adam and Eve. We see how it, sex when honored the way God designs it, leads to the fruit of children. And um, and and it's meant to stay in that relationship between right. uh, uh, spouses, between one man and one woman. That's just what Genesis 2 says. Again, this isn't a Dallas original or a Lee original. This is just what it says and we have to deal with that. And because, again, talking about the physical, I'm giving them a little summary of where we were. When a man and a woman uh, in marriage have sex, if... Uh, like I'm, tr- I'm trying to acknowledge a little bit of what we said toward the end of last week's episode of okay. sometimes it's not always true that people struggle to have children. Yeah. But right in the way that God designed it, it was to produce life. Right. And that's how we can see that this is just consistent in the way that God has designed nature mm-hmm. to be. Now, again, I'm going to go back to something we shared in Love and Sex, that episode. Because uh, sometimes people will try and throw around the words natural, unnatural, in conversations about sex, and I'm going to continue to talk about how marriage, the way God designed it, is supernatural. It is supernatural. Yes, there's the natural outcome of children, right? When a man and a woman come together, um, but there's the supernatural, the supernatural to keep I like that. sex in the covenant of mm-hmm. marriage for sure. Okay, so immorality then is sexual immorality is the not good, not the way God designed it. Sex. Yeah. That yeah. was a lot just that to was get a through lot. immorality. Yeah, okay. sexual immorality. So and we talked about what's the goal. We've talked about that. And then, oh, are you in Matthew? We can get to Matthew, right? Because we've got to ask the question then, okay, so when we talk about the sex, the not good stuff, what all are we talking about it? And a little bit, we got into this in the love and sex episode. Uh, they're pretty much friends. Anything, uh, going back to an illustration we lived or we used there, the pot at plant illustration. Yep. Anything outside of the pot of marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to go back. Everybody's going to have to go back you're and gonna listen. You're going to have to go back episode. and listen. Anything outside of marriage that is sexual, is sexual morality. Mm-hmm. All right. And it gets messy and you got to clean it up. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I would say anything that is extra marital. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people will be like, oh, so that means like once I'm married. No. Like if you're not married and there's something sexual. Yeah, that's not. That's not part of the that's design. That's not part of the deal. Yeah. So we have, yes, physical sex. Um, and, and all the, I'm telling you, this is, I'm so comfortable talking about this y'all because I've done ministry for young people now for over half of my life. That's crazy to think about. Since I was 16 years old, I've been 15 years old, been pouring into people younger than me. So professionally been doing it for the last eight years, but you get all the questions. Well, is this sex? Is this sex? Is this sex? Um, do you notice that you're using the word sex when you're trying to describe it? Does Chances it have to are, do with your sexual yeah. organs? Then yeah, yeah okay, it's it probably sexual mm-hmm. and it's outside of what God's designed. But again, the goal is not to be sinless, to find out what's acceptable, what's right. crossing the line. The goal is to honor God's design. We're not going to be sinless. Like we're not, that's not going to be attainable this side of heaven. I mean, we're not going to be, we can't be sinless. And if that is, if that's your goal, goal and that, or I, I don't want to say that, but it, you're, you're not going to achieve that, um, as hard as you try. Yep. It, it's not going to be, it's not going to be possible. Um, but the part that we, that we can reach and we can grasp, and you've used this and I really appreciate it is set apart Yes, and is set apart. And, and we are called as, as children of God, we are definitely set apart. We are called to be holy and that's intimidating because a lot of us come with this baggage. We come with this this sexual sin baggage 
and and it makes it difficult um, to walk into a church on yes. Sunday morning. It makes it difficult to trust somebody to go to a small group. It makes it difficult to enter in to that covenantal um, relationship with a spouse because of all of the garbage that sure. we are bringing with us. Yeah, and uh, and and so it, it it's very important to to deal with that and to look at it head on, but to understand we are not going to be sinless. Yeah. But we can be set apart. Well, and that's where the whole like things change when Jesus steps in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? So the goal is not to be holy so that God will love you. No. But because God loves you, because yeah. he called you out, because he set you apart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now you're called to live differently than the world does. And that's the challenge of being a Christian and letting faith produce the fruit that it's meant to be, the fruit of the spirit, not the fruit of the flesh. Right. And yeah. I mean, I know you sent us to Matthew, but but that um that image and that picture mm-hmm. takes me to John. Oh, I mean, it just okay. it takes me to John. It takes me to John four, the Samaritan woman. Oh, sure, okay. And and I I just I I love her because he you know when Jesus stepped onto the scene. Good call. How did we when, not put this passage? So so yeah, set the tone. So Jesus is going to the well in the middle of the day, which is the heat of the day. No some no Samaritan is in Samaria. Uh, There's a lot of baggage with that, but we won't unpack it this episode. But he's going when nobody else would. Right. And he meets a woman there. Mm -hmm. And all we're given is that she's a Samaritan woman. woman. Uh, And that's, that gets significant. Okay. So again, she's going in the heat of the day when nobody else is going. Jesus meets her there and they have this conversation. And Jesus eventually says to her something along the lines of, Go call your husband. Go call your husband. To Mm -hmm. which she says, I have no husband. Don't have a husband. To which Jesus, in his prophetic way, says, that's true, you don't have a husband because you've had five five, husbands. And the man that you're with right now is not your husband. And she's like, oh my goodness, he knows. He knows. He's a stranger to the town. Yep. He's Um, a Jewish stranger. Okay, so and there's there's bad bad blood. blood. That's all you need to know. Taylor Swift. Yep. Uh, And so there's bad blood between these two or between the two Groups of people. The groups of people. And so here's a Jewish man calling her out. And, and, and in this case, the, the Samaritans would understand that the Jews considered themselves significantly better than the mm-hmm. Samaritans. So this woman is feeling super, super judged. Uh, very, okay? very, very. To which Jesus essentially, to kind of like fill in the story for everybody, calls her to something new. Yeah. And something different. And she can't believe it. And she she doesn't understand it. And she can't wrap her mind around it because he's he he they go into, you know, do you know that God is coming, that the Messiah yeah. is coming? Do you know? And she's like, Yes, I know that. Of course I know that. And he looks at her and he's like, I'm I, the guy. I'm the guy. Yeah. I'm I'm the guy. And uh and and he calls her to leave this life behind. And she runs straight into the town. So the the important piece of that is that she's in the middle, drawing water in the middle of the day because she didn't want to be around the other women or the other women wouldn't allow her to be around them because of her immoral lifestyle. Yes, And so she goes in the middle of the day when there's nobody around except this guy. And then she meets a Jewish rabbi and she's, you know, freaking out about that. Well, she ends up going back to town to the very people she was hiding from and trying to get away from. And because of her encounter with Jesus, because when he steps on the scene, Things change. Yes. I mean, it just, things change. The and, whole town believes. And the most important part about what Jesus speaks to her while they're still at the well, like he says, I am the Messiah. Yep. And she's like, it's similar to the get away from me, I'm a sinful man situation. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's, she's convicted, she can't have it. But Jesus in turn speaks words of life. Life. Right. Yeah. Again, the goal always is life. Is life. Right. And walking on that path that God has for you is the way that he's designed for your life to be. And for mm-hmm. where do you find life is on this path that he has this design for your life. And when we honor that, we find life. You find life. Right. We're not killing ourselves by stepping mm-hmm. off of the path. And that's why this woman is so excited because there's this living water, right? right. This life-giving thing that she'll never have to turn back. And she doesn't have the shame. She doesn't have the guilt. And that's why she goes and tells everybody about it. Right. So there is grace in the midst of it, but we're called to do something different now. Right. It, he, she was called not to, not to stay in her present situation. I mean, this was, yeah. you know, and, and we, we've seen this multiple times throughout the gospels. I mean, Jesus, when he has the encounter with the woman caught in adultery, yeah. you know, go and, and leave your life of sin. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to, you, you have to turn the, from the sinful woman, the sinful woman, Luke seven. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, he, 
there's redemption in this. We come bearing all of this baggage. We come with the weight of our of our our laundry list of sexual sins that Paul so eloquently laid out for yes, us. He did, yeah. And we can just check those off and go, yeah, I carry that, I carry that, I carry mm-hmm. that. And the enemy is is going to be chirping in our ears to yeah. make sure that we don't ever set those down. Whether we're living that life or practicing those things currently. Practicing, if yeah, if yeah. we have done that in our past, the enemy is going to be right there making sure that we don't forget. And he's going to tempt you to keep going back to that stuff every single right. time. That's what that practicing. And, and the goal then is once you're made aware of that, and Paul calls out that fruit of the flesh. He's like saying, you see these things being produced in your life? It's like, you need to cut those things off. Yeah. You need to stop those things. Now that takes a lot of work. That's a long list. Um, but then there's the fruit of the spirit side. And I love, I love Galatians 5 for that reason. Like, I could spend forever in Galatians 5. But we're asking that question, sexual immorality, then what all is included? And we, we're we leaving it with this definition of anything outside of marriage, anything yeah. that's extramarital, which includes premarital, uh, which includes uh, uh, Matthew 5 is going to bring in some stuff for us about yeah. what else it includes from the words of Jesus himself, which is, this is, this is. That's powerful. This is a super powerful point that you can't, you, you can't, exclude this verse Mm-mm. or these verses Mm-mm. from a conversation about sexual sin and what counts, right? And what as counts. A, as yeah. the youth would what always counts? Add, what counts? Is this, a, is this, is this, is this really a sin? Listen to what Matthew says. And this is, I, I would or listen to what Jesus says in, in Matthew 5. I would say this is, this is the spirit of the conversation is what I would say. Yeah. This is always something to ground yourself in. In the spirit of the conversation about sexual immorality, what does Jesus say? So what does Matthew 5 tell us? Matthew 5, starting in verse 27, you have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to burn, to go to hell. Listen now. This is the start of Jesus's ministry. Yeah. Okay. So eventually in, in some pretty uh, short verses, I believe eventually, yeah, there you go. The very end of chapter five, you're going to hear Jesus say, uh, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Right. Most people hearing these, if especially, and, and again, I'm not trying to get into a conversation about literal or figurative. I'm trying to acknowledge the fullness of Jesus's ministry and everything that he's doing here. If Christians were to truly honor what Jesus says right there, take it very literally. There should be a whole lot of people without hands and eyes walking around in this oh, world. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Walking around in the Christian church. Yep. Uh, a lot more ministry for the blind going on because, mm-hmm. because that, that's what the situation would be. But, but it's important to tie it all the way to that last verse because it's going back to what's the goal, friends. Be perfect. If you're a human being, you've probably heard me say this before. If you're a human being and not a robot, which I never assume, <laughs> you hear the words, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. And you don't go, okay, got it. Got to check that box. Right. You go, oh, oh no, I I'm in trouble. That. I can't do that. Yeah. And Jesus is going to show us for the rest of his ministry how he's going to take care of that for us. Right. Right. But into this conversation then, right? Because we don't see people running around with their eyes gouged out and their hands no. cut off. But this conversation about what <laughs> what's the line Jesus takes it like we went through the top five, right? right? Drugs and alcohol, lust. And I it might go lust, drugs and alcohol. But he uses this word, even if you've looked at a woman with lust in your heart, mm-hmm. then you have committed adultery. You've broken one of the top 10 friends, number right. six. Now, what's so interesting about this is Jesus is, is doing, again, uh, beginning of his ministry, people are like, man, this guy's different. This guy's new. Because what he's doing is he's expanding our understanding of what that road looks like. Right. right? And in a way, I say he's explaining what it looks like by narrowing it a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, by saying to us like, no, I really do mean it when I say you're supposed to be set apart. Yeah. When you're called to be holy. You're supposed to behave differently. Yeah. You're supposed to be my people. And so he's saying, look, look, even if you have lust. Now, lust is a word that maybe maybe some of our listeners don't know what that means. Um, but it's a good one because again, I had a conversation that was really helpful even leading into this. Um, about the difference between attraction and lust. Okay. Okay. So for me, at least, and I, I didn't look this up. This is just perspective. For me, attraction is just recognizing someone looks nice, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then when you add the sexual attraction, yeah, we're getting a little closer to what lust is because you're using that word sex. 
And so you're, you're, you're saying if there's something sexual that comes a part of it, if your thoughts go into thinking about sexual things with a person or something yeah. like that, that's where we get to lust. That's what lust is, right? You never thought we'd be having this conversation in such a public sphere, but we are, right? But that's what Jesus is saying. Okay, so if Jesus can say this, why can't we, right? Why well, can't because we talk he's Jesus. About this? I know, I know, I know. And that's so true. He is, he's he and Jesus. I are very different. He's my Lord and Savior. Uh, I'm a fallen sinful human being. So, but that's, that's the thing is like, this is, and this is why it's so important what the word says versus what the world says. Right. The world says, you think someone looks nice, like, Then that's oh, okay. Then go, go and, and you like them. You're this, you're that. It's like, no, you're just acknowledging God created something beautiful. Right. Right. And the same way you look at the sunset, the same way you look at the mountains, the same way you look at your trees. You look at art. Now, the, the way that you, when you make it sexual, when it does something else, that's when you got to ask yourself, what's going on in my heart, Lord? Right. Help me. Help me. Curb help my me. spirit. Mm-hmm. All this other stuff. And because again, that sex piece is designed for the covenant of marriage. Yeah. It's the only place it's supposed to be. Right. And anything outside of that falls into this pornea, uh, sexual immorality. Right. Now, those are great groundwork laid for kind of the, the bulk of the conversation that's going to happen in a few other passages. I would love to, to turn to 1 Corinthians 6. We spent a lot of time over the past few weeks in, uh, in Corinthians. Yes, because um, they had a problem. Well, Paul, right? Paul. I mean, Paul just, guy, he, he hit this stuff head on and, uh, and, and wanted to, to make sure, you know, it's always nice, like when you are going to go and, and uh, years ago, Jeff and I went to Italy. Sure. And before we went to Italy, I bought tour books, like all kinds yeah, of guidebooks yeah. and whatnot about where to go and what to do. And uh, and it was helpful because there were then there were places to to check off. And what Paul I think is is doing here is that he is making sure that we're aware of especially aware. Yeah. Think of this as like ways, like the app on your phone, you know, that'll let you know that hey, there's a speed trap up ahead, or hey, there's an yeah. accident, yeah. or there's high yeah. water, or something, you know, and you need to you need you need to detour, um, or just be on the lookout sure. for this particular thing. That's what Paul is doing here. Is that he is he's telling. All of all of the us that hey you need to be aware because there's a speed trap up ahead yeah and there is you know there's a danger that you're not going to see until you're in the middle of it and then there's the piece that Paul is just going y'all are out of control yeah right especially turning to the in, in any any of the letters to the Corinthians like I when I teach about the church in Corinth oh man I always say like my best equivalent is. New Orleans, right? The yeah. best thing, because because we were just talking about we before were. the podcast, like like just where is the place that there is no rules and that there are uh, just living as uh, per- perverse as you perverse. would like to uh, do whatever you want to. I mean, I remember my first time going down to Bourbon Street and like sitting at a restaurant and asking a friend across from me, "Can I please switch spots with you?" Because there's literally pornography on the window outside in the street, right? So there's literally, and there's there's people walking around naked. There's all this. It's just a wild and crazy. Y'all, that's Corinth. Okay. So that's the other side of what Paul's doing is not just, hey, this is a, he's living in the world. Especially in Corinth, he's going, y'all, there's too many problems. I'm seeing it. Yeah. And again, once you're around it, and I felt like, like y'all have heard me. Why is Pastor Lee so comfortable talking about all this stuff? Because I've had a lot of conversations over the years about sex and about God's design and about things people have brought to the table. And so it's one of those, I'm comfortable talking about it because we got to talk about it. It's there, right? right? The woman at the well that we just talked about, I'm watching, uh, like, I love true crime documentaries. Mm-hmm. I love uh, cult documentaries, stuff like this. I get into the, just the really crazy stuff of the world because the world is crazy. Right. And it's like, or when you meet, like, people that live in that scenario with that woman, like, can you imagine if she had kids with all of those all men? All of those men. And the, 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 the diversity. And again, it's not a judgment. To me, it's an eye-opening reality. Like, y'all, this is the world. Yeah, it is. Right? And if someone doesn't know God, if he doesn't know the design, then that is totally possible. And we get to meet people where they're at Mm -hmm. and then invite them to a new way of considering and thinking and kind of echoing, piggybacking on last episode's conversation. Wherever God meets you at, start there. Start there. And then we'll talk about what it looks like. But Mm -hmm. there is no rhyme or pattern or or thing to follow other than trying to honor and glorify God. Right. Okay, so 1 Corinthians Corinthians. 6. Okay. Um, 12 through 20 is what I got. Okay, good. So this is a conversation about, we talked about this a little bit in uh, Love and Sex, yep. that episode. Mm-hmm. Sex is, has a lot to do with your body, right? Again, this shouldn't surprise what? anybody that I'm that saying this. That is a shocker. But Paul's going to call this out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Paul's going to point out how there are, just because of the way God designed sex, 
because of his intentions for it, there's a way that God wants you to exercise that in the covenant of marriage uh, in a way that does or has the potential to produce life. And so this is what he's going to say, okay? Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is, per, is, is beneficial. Y'all, that's the Texan American verse, if there ever was one, right? Can you? Sure, you can. You got the freedom. Should you? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the question. Everything's permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Food is for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will do away with both of them. All right, so I'm on the new, well, I don't know. That's, I don't know. I don't want to unpack that one. But however, right, mm-hmm. the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. God raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Don't you know that your bodies are part of Christ's body? So should I take a part of Christ's body and make it a part of a prostitute? Absolutely not. Don't you know that anyone joined to a prostitute is one body with her? For scripture says the two will become one flesh. But anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. There's that word, porneia. Every other sin a person commits is outside of the body, but the person who is sexually immoral, porneia, sins against his own body. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own for you were bought at a price. So glorify God with your body. Mine says honor God with your body. Good. So this whole conversation of like the one flesh comes back. We I love that. We talked about yep. that in marriage. I love that. And this is where it's just so important. The way that God designed sex was to be this deep, intimate connection with another human being, right? right? Uh, in this way that would be able to produce life. When you go outside of that, and when you do that with someone that's not going to be this lifelong bond, that's when things get dirty. Right. That's when things get confusing. That's when things get lost. And that's why, like, I, I also part of this conversation, I mean, this is such a deep one, Dallas. It really is. But, like, uh, when there's unwanted sexual ex- encounters right. and experiences. I won't, I'm not going to put them in the category of sexual sin on the part of the victim. No, but on the on the, a, yeah. a, the attacker. It's there, right? It is there. And so that's one of the things too, of like, that's why that's so bad. That's why that's so destructive because that's not how it was meant to be. No, and oh, my brain just quit. It's okay. That, but that, that's not how it was meant to be. And so that's why we, we talk about these things. That's why this is an important passage for us to think about how your body was meant to honor God and and to be a part of it, the whole a participant in Christ's body, mm-hmm. right? So so you are a person of the faith, and so so honor the way that God has designed you to live and things like this. What he's saying is just don't don't treat your body carelessly the way the rest of the world does, the way New Orleans does, right? Right? These kind of a things you've got to be able to to recognize that God loves your body. It's not something that's going to be thrown away in the next uh, uh, era, the next age, Mm-mm. in the new creation, it's going to be something that's redeemed and glorified and that God loved and created and made. So honor God with what he's given you and the design that he has for it. Right. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. I know. It's, 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 just, it's so important for us because I, I think that's so contrary. It's so contrary to, to what the world says. Countercultural. Countercultural. It and is this, countercultural. And it's a good thing for that to speak into connecting with the Matthew 5 of lust right? Yeah. This was the conversation about, we've been using the word porneia because that's a Greek word, but where the whole pornography conversation comes in too, right? Because in a lot of ways, I think particularly for young men uh, and for men in general, uh, they see, and, and, and I've learned actually, I can't just give it to one of the sexes because it's, it's, it's a temptation for, for everybody, for every human. But a lot of times we have the conversation about pornography and people think it's pretty harmless, right? Because it's just me, right? It's just me and the quiet of my whatever. But the, the truth is, right, the, the, the world is run by money. Mm-hmm. And every time you watch any video or anything or give attention to a website, there's popularity, there's ads, there's money that's generated. And so all these people participating, all of a sudden, too, what about them? Yeah, it's them. It, it, <clears throat> it's not just a, a, a solo sport. Yeah. Um, because if it, if it were, it wouldn't exist. Like there wouldn't be, you wouldn't have anything to watch if it was only mm-hmm. you. And, uh, and so that's a very slippery slope um, mm-hmm. because the more money that you feed into something, the bigger it gets and the more workers are going to be needed to, right. well, and in our to inter- fuel that. In our entertainment culture, right? We even think of the way social media works, right? People can be terrible to each other on social media to complete strangers. To complete strangers. Right. And they forget that those complete strangers 
are human beings created in the image of God, yep. loved by God, redeemed by God on the cross or died for. That's what he wants. He wants to spend forever with them. And there's someone else's mom or dad or brother or sister or, or friend or daughter mm-hmm. or son. And the same thing is true in that world of pornography as well. There is no victimless uh, no, it is situation not a when crime. it comes to that. And, and yeah, you do have people that choose that, right? You have people that choose prostitution as a walk of life. They will say, like I've seen it because people to try and justify the world of pornography to try and justify the world of prostitution will say like, no, they want to, right? And, and I want to say like, do you understand though that we live in a world that has made them have to want to? Yeah. In order to make money, in order to do certain things, in order to get the lifestyle that they want because there's not, right? It gets into, the, again, there's no, there's no victimlessness in prostitution. There's no victimlessness. Yeah. In, and especially when you start to really look at the broader, right? Because I think, I think it's a small percentage of people who are just doing it because they want to, right? There's, there's a reason why they were brought into those industries in the first place, especially when you think of the impoverished world. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of crime shows and stuff like that, I get horrified to think of what we just didn't know in the past, like yeah. before 2007 when the cell phone existed, like how much did we just not know? We just didn't know. About all of these yeah, things. Yeah, we didn't happened. know. So, and the internet and all of that. I mean, we just, we have information. We have all information at our fingertips and not all information is good for us. Yes. And and so- um, Well, but also just like the, the bad guys can get caught now so easily because right. of the electronic and the videos and catching people in yeah. situations. But think about years past, like people just wouldn't, People would have been able to get away with so much. They, right? they did get away with yeah, so much. Yeah. And so, and again, like, man, they're like, man, Pastor Lee, I didn't know your, your mind was so dark. And I'm like, no, my it mind's is. real, right? I watch, no. again, the documentaries, the crime stuff. I have conversations with people that are broken, real people. I grew up with real people that are broken, that were broken by scenarios and situations. So, like, again, I don't want to ignore things that, that Scripture can inform for us. And, and, you know, while the Bible does tell us a lot about, I mean, I'm sitting in Romans right now yeah. and, and I think that uh, it, I, I, I really appreciate the outlines that you try and give us, you yeah, know, I that, know, right? <laughs> uh, whether or not we stick to those outlines right. or a completely different, different animal, but, um, but Romans one, Romans one verses 24 and 25, um, let me read that real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So therefore God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. They worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Yeah. Um, the, the sexual sins, the sexual immorality degrades the body, it degrades the mind. And I went off on a rabbit trail on that um, because I think that we forget that it's not something that is only done to the body, that it is something that penetrates the soul. It penetrates the mind. It is something that is, that's all, think about if you, um, if you jumped into a swimming pool and then you jumped out and you got you got out and you're walking across the the pavement mm-hmm. and you've got water dripping out of everything. You've got water dripping from yeah, your nose. You've yeah. got, you're making footprints. It's dripping off your hands. Okay, that's the kind of walking total- Walking kitchen, get yelled at by mom. Get mom, yeah, yeah, because you're getting water all over my mm-hmm, floor and mm-hmm. clean it up. But it it's that kind of total submersion. And we don't even realize it because when you're, let's just say the, the swimming pool scenario and you're nine years old and you come yeah, running in, you yeah. are not thinking about slipping on the tile mm-hmm, or whoever's mm-hmm. gonna come behind you and slip on the puddle that you just made. Yeah. You're just thinking, you know, oh, I need a popsicle and then I'm gonna go back outside and I'm gonna do it again. You don't even realize you're wet. Yeah. You don't You don't even realize that you're wet. And and that is something that can happen with these sexual sins yes, is yeah. that you you can find yourself so tucked in and surrounded by by this life that you don't even realize where you're located. You don't even yeah. realize that um, until somebody can can maybe say something or show you a way that <laughs> yeah. is not that that you don't have to live like this. And that's where I think these passages that we're turning to again. This is not to guilt. We don't. No, want to add, I don't we know that there's a listen, fullness of guilt in all of this. There's no judgment on our part for all these things. Again, we're just calling out the way the world is and has been. But but I appreciate what you're doing is acknowledging and and using that verse or these verses to say there's a reason why it's confusing. Right. There's a reason why there's pain. There's a reason why there's guilt or shame. Even if you don't know what the word of God says, even if you've never heard of this Jesus guy, there's a reason why. Because our soul 
cries out yeah. to our creator. We are Romans, you know, this Romans verse, we we worship and we bow down to created things, but it's our soul that is crying out for the creator. And whether you have been introduced to God, whether you've been, had ever opened a Bible, there's a piece of you that is longing for that. Yeah. And you can't put your finger on it, but it's because you're being tugged to come back to sure, the one that created you. Because the way you were designed, created, we were, wired. We were yeah. wired to have that relationship with God. And that's where you had mentioned, you'd start it by saying, it's not just a physical thing. My body is tied to my mind. It, it, I'm, I'm here to everything. say your mind is your physical, right? Right. So that's why, and, and in a lot of ways too, I will say like, especially if there really is a whole lot of baggage a whole lot of concern. I'm a huge proponent of counseling. Mm-hmm. Please go process things with a counselor. Please go talk about it. Because again, I think even if things start out pretty innocent, if it's just high school boyfriend and girlfriend, and then there's a breakup and just, just later down the line, it's going to hurt. Even if even if that's two complete non-believers just living the way of the world, there's side effects from that. There are side effects. There's, there's, there's consequences to that, especially when there becomes another partner or another partner and things like that. So it's one of those things of be sure to process this stuff with somebody and 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 but also hear the spiritual piece that again don't practice those things don't stay in those things know that you're loved where you're at know that you're loved regardless of the mistakes that have been made or the situations you found yourself in uh, again because we we got to remember that sometimes we're just on the receiving end of right. someone else's sin. And that breaks and that hurts. And it does for a reason because it's all tied together. It's all united. The mind's connected with the body, the body, the mind to operate in a certain way that God designed. And when you operate outside of that, it hurts. It does. And and I think that it's important to uh, refer back to our love and sex episode. Um, and, and we are men and women. We are wired differently. We are mm-hmm. wired very, mm-hmm. very differently. And I, I would say that as just a, a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. This this may or may not be true for you. It may not, but uh, women are wired very emotionally. Sure, we process. Yeah, we talked about this in love and sex. Yeah, we yeah. process things very differently, and and we are deep rooted in our emotions and what we're feeling. And while yes, the the ultimate goal is this agape, unconditional, you know, sacrificial service love. Um, that's not always how that love is introduced to us. And it, it love yeah. requires, love is a feeling and it requires something on our part sure. in this sexual sinful um, scenario. Yeah. And, uh, and, and my, my girls that are listening, my ladies, be mindful of that. Be, be mindful that, um, and go to God's word and see what it says. Um, because we can, when you're the recipient of a uh, of a ruse or a manipulation, sure, yeah, um, yeah, the that or love an word experience or yeah. an unwanted experience, that love word gets thrown out. Sure, and, oh yeah, and, I tell, did I tell the story yeah, about yeah, and life's it just, light? I just tell all the it, girls it, they're going to say they love you. They don't. And they mean don't. It. They yeah. they don't. And but we hear that word, and all of our common sense just falls right out of our head, and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. I mean, if he loves me, then, and and I would I would wager. I mean, this was. This this was my experience when I was when I was younger. If if that word got dropped on the table, then we were obviously going to get married. So it was right. it was okay. It was going to be yeah, okay. And that's where it's particular those not married. I would say, yeah, and it's he, not he, okay. He means it when there's a ring on your finger and you're saying I do. That's yeah, what he means that's it. when he means it. And but aside from that, no, before God and the congregation it, and it, publicly, it and all is this stuff, it's not in a private weird. No, yeah. this is a dangerous. You know, and I'm and I'm gonna not not all of the relationships are malicious at their heart. You just don't you don't know any better. And uh, but be careful. Yeah. with this. Be careful with this because it does affect every part of you. It affects your mind. It affects your heart. It affects your body most definitely. Um, and it will affect your relationships going forward. Yeah. Because we, I mean, we drop this at the foot of the cross. We we are told that we can we can bring all of this to Jesus and set it down. Um, and find newness and, and find, find life we, restoration. We can, yeah. and my head knows that. Yeah. But my heart mm. will turn around and go, oh, hold on one second. I just forgot something. I'm going to pick that back up sure. and I'm going to carry it off with me. 100%. And, uh, and we need to, when we set it down, we need to, we need to leave it there. Yeah, yeah. Well, the final place we wanted to kind of turn to is Hebrews 13, 4. Just one verse, friends. So uh, to hear this, these words from uh, Hebrews, marriage is to be honored by all. 
uh, and the marriage bed kept undefiled because God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterers. Again, that's a strong one to end on because it uses the judge word, but it's just, I, I wanted to bring it back in just because of this, ultimately this whole conversation about sexual sin is about marriage and what's intended for marriage and what's what's design, what God's design for sex is, which is for it to be in the covenant of marriage. Uh, and so just another place to see where just scripture says this. And again, when we hear marriage, go back to the dating and marriage episode. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Genesis 2. Yeah. Where God creates Eve mm-hmm. out of Adam. Yep. Uh, and this is beautiful fullness of, of made they in get, God's They image. get to return to one right. flesh. They've one, started yeah, one, flesh, one flesh and then they get to return to one flesh. That's that's gorgeous. I yeah. mean, that is just and again, pre-fall, pre-fall, in every circumstance, yep. life would have come from that covenant, yep. right? And so that's why it's so important to knowledge. Now, post-fall, that's not always true. Mm-mm. Unfortunately, we live in a fallen and a broken world. Consequences right. of sin are everywhere. Not in a you sinned and this is why it's happening, but because we have sinful DNA. Well, there are consequences. In humanity. We we've talked about yeah. that. We have I mean, there all are consequences even. Yeah. And, but again, I'm not saying. Someone who's super sinful gets cancer and dies. That would not be biblical. What no. I'm saying is cancer exists in this world because the this, world is broken. The world is and broken. It's sinful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, wow, Dallas. That was a lot. It was. That was a lot. But I feel good about it. I do too. I feel good about it. Because we're grounded here in, in the things that we've heard. I mean, we've looked at Galatians 5. Again, I laugh because how he says, that, yeah, they're, they're obvious. Uh, there's this, 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 and this. He's able to talk about it in a way that, that our culture is not comfortable talking no, about it. No, you were it, very comfortable. Negative... I'm, I'm really, I was really proud of you. You're very comfortable. <laughs> you were more comfortable than, than I was in this. <laughs> I'd like to, to just put a caveat yeah. into, into this before we, before we end. Oh, sure. Um, if, if you're struggling with, with some of these yes. things, please talk to somebody. Um, please talk to a friend. Please talk to a pastor. Um, a, a, you know, a counselor. A counselor. Just something. I recommend pastors and counselors because again, as long as there's not harm coming to yourself or someone else. Yeah then they can't tell anyone legally, right? So we take an ordination vow uh, and we would lose. Like if we if we break that seal of the confessional, right? That's a big deal for pastors. But then also again, counselors are, are bound by are the bound same by that too. code. Yeah, but talk to someone. Please talk to somebody. Don't carry these by yourself. Don't don't carry this by yourself. Fine, you know, please, please talk to somebody. Um, talk to God about it. I yeah. mean, just lay it down. And when you lay something like this down, leave it there. And what I've seen, and I'm all for that because God alone can heal this, Yeah. right? Like, there's something else that God invites us to do though in confessing. Confessing. Right? When we confess, he promises, he forgives. This is First John. Yep. Uh, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And but the if truth we conf- is not in but us. But if we confess our sins, mm-hmm. God who is faithful, God who is just will forgive our sins. That's right. Mm-hmm and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So God is going to forgive, but I've seen it so many times, Dallas, where it takes people decades. Oh yeah, 100%. To, to actually talk about this stuff mm-hmm. because they try to just leave it there, but mm-hmm. they get none of that help, none of that guidance. The, the New Testament, again, you could read, I mean, seriously, go read Paul's letters. He, oh, all he, of, yeah. He does not shy away from this mm-hmm. conversation. Every single letter he writes and the community that is created there is something that's beautiful yeah. because people are able to confess these things to one another to recognize, oh, well, this is the world that I live in and this is what's happening. And for the Christians that are listening to this, that this is so shocking to them, uh, I'm going to invite you to just do your best to take that same perspective as Jesus did with the woman at the well. I'm so glad you oh, brought yeah. that in. Oh, I love her. Us. I spend a lot of time with her. <laughs> but 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 Jesus didn't use that opportunity to call out her sexual sin so Mm-mm. that she could he could judge her, no, but to renew her, to, to renew show her, her love and life in all of its fullness. And that's what we hope we did for people listening too. I hope so. I hope so. Like, we, I, we were not, our, our intent was not judgment. Our intent was freedom. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to close this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, pray for this for sure. Oh, definitely. What, a, what an episode to pray for, uh, especially for all those struggling with this. Yeah. For sure. Father God, uh, we just, we praise you um, for just who you are. And and we ask uh, for your forgiveness for what we've done with your creation, Father. But I just, I thank you for the opportunity to talk about these things, the opportunity to really get into your word and find out what you have promised us, what you have told us, and the warnings that you give us to to help uh, turn us away from, from the the 
just the the wants of the physical flesh that we have, Father. And I ask now uh, for for all of those listening that you would walk beside them, that you would convict them, that you would protect them, and that you would redeem, restore, and renew their lives, Father. Uh, for for Pastor Lee and myself, I just I, I thank you again for the opportunity to talk about these things, and uh, and the courage and the strength to keep moving forward in in your Word and who you are. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, believe it or not, we have uh, yet another one another coming. One. Right, our final, oh, our final goodness. one of this series, yeah. uh, this this month of love in February, uh, and another tough one to ask, another one. struggle one for people walk, walking through it or who yep. have walked through it or have had parents that have walked through it. Uh, but we're going to talk about what the word says about divorce. Divorce. So another one that is one of those topics I think that just doesn't get covered. Uh, that's going to be so important for us. But mm-hmm. with this episode, sexual sin. Uh, as always, if this was helpful to you, then we just highly encourage you to to do something with it. Yep, Talk share. about it. Maybe share it with someone else. Uh, maybe uh, you know, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird to say, yeah, share this with everybody. This. Do it. Um, but but whatever, liking, subscribing, all that stuff is always honoring we as well. It. We appreciate it. Getting the feedback is yeah. always wonderful. And hopefully, I mean, I just my our continual prayer, friends, is that we've just honored what what God has said to us yeah. in his word. And that for those of you that haven't heard this stuff before, that it was uh, life-giving, yes. uh, affirming for those affirming. that have, have thought about these things mm-hmm. for sure, or enlightening for those that have never heard this stuff before by just, and that's what God's word can do for us. Yeah. So we will uh, we'll see you next time as next we time. talk about divorce. divorce.